this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm YouTube, and I'm Evan. I was sitting on a piano bench, but it was just too uncomfortable. <laughs> that's real life, actually. That's that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I find the show so relatable on so many levels. I'm Ronnie. <laughs> if you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering the completely forgotten... Uh, Zach Stone is going to be famous from MTV and uh, the the mind and soul of a young Bo Burnham. Very so unmistakably MTV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But before we get into that discourse, we have a guest. We have a guest from filling in the blanks with M and Ned. We have M. Hello, I am. Definitely in my pre-celebrity Zach Stone era, so so excited <laughs> to be watching this masterpiece with you guys. It's it's M our guest not, not. is gonna be famous. M our guest is gonna be famous. Yes. It's a very catchy theme song. It's I'm very such a catchy it. theme song. And and the, I mean we'll get into it, but the fact that mm-hmm. it's it's a bespoke intro. Mm-hmm. Every every episode that 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 is that is something special, they, something about that. They really do get stuck in your head. I'll be singing it, really singing do. it to myself all the time. I was singing it on the drive home from work today. I tackled our housemate and was singing it in their face. <laughs> it's great for all times. Yeah, all yeah, times really for is. violence, for driving yeah. all the time. It's applicable mm-hmm. to everything. Yes, because like Zach, you can probably get famous for it. So. Yeah, if you we, can, we mon- can make you can mon- TikTok. You can monetize anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ronnie. Yes. Are we doing the special Patreon submitted bit or am I doing a Andy original because we have a guest? I think M is is uh will will be able to roll with us on this mm-hmm. one. Uh do you want you want to throw the JV one out there? Uh, sure. All right. Hello, it's Andy's bit time, except I don't have to do bits anymore because we have Patreon bits given to us by people who pay Patreon money. Uh, and if you are sick of my terrible bits after the last 100 <laughs> and some episodes, join Patreon and give us money, and then you can give bits. This one's extremely specific, it I is. must say. This is so a good bit. Specific. I like it. Okay. So this is from JV. And they said, there's a time machine, and the three, or I guess four of you, are going back together to a very specific 1868, either in New York or London. You've got a bag of period-appropriate and gender-affirming clothes, as well as any meds or toiletries you might need to last 30 days. You can only pack three additional items. What items are you bringing? Uh, And then they added, for context... Electricity does exist, but it's not yet in homes. So, specifically, specifically, eighteen sixty-eight. You're traveling to the year eighteen sixty-eight. You may bring three things that are not like clothing or toiletries. And I guess very specific. I guess we're Mm. spending thirty days there and then coming back to our time. So, Mm -hmm. what 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 shit would you bring for thirty days? Oh, this is a cussing podcast, man. Just yeah, we do cussing. This is it. 
This is a cussing um, podcast. I think I would I would certainly bring uh, my Nintendo Switch. So would you um, plug into what? <laughs> uh, there's a uh, uh, the prompt specifically says that there's electricity just not in home, so I can go outside of the home to like uh, Nikola Tesla's house or something. You think there's there's going to be compatible plugs for that? I mean, I think I could. Fi- I'll bring the charger and you know some some aluminum for. There you go. I'll bring my <laughs> my switch. <laughs> Uh, which has a copy, a digital copy of the game Hades, which is mm-hmm. all that I do with my entire life anymore, which is why I'm bringing it. Um, and some aluminum foil. Um, that's and, that's three items. Yeah, done. I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, it's a digital copy, so it lives on the Switch. But okay. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. I just want to play Hades. I just mm. want to play Hades all the time. Yeah. I haven't beat it yet. Uh, I've done almost ninety runs. Still haven't beat it, Ronnie. You're uh, you're gonna time travel for thirty days, and you're like, I gotta bring my fucking switch. Well, what am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> eventually, like that's eighteen sixty eight stuff. I don't know, churn butter I mean, or something. Listen, I don't play with the history. They're, they're, they're gonna have butter churns when I get there. I don't gotta pack that. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying. I right. would definitely. This is this is like what I would need in my downtime. I always think okay. about that. Sure, it's just like. In the in the Amish communities or in in the in the in the early before internet times, you know what did people do? You're David in do? that episode of uh, the Rose Motel show, Rosebud. Um, Shit's uh, Creek. Yeah, yeah, you're David in Shit's Creek when he's like, oh, the name of Shit's Creek." I couldn't you could remember the name of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how my brain works. Evan, what do you got? Um, Three items. Um, all right. I think I, I have a, some, some silver bullion in the basement. I'll probably bring that because I will need to keep myself, uh, entertained and well-kept for 30 days and I'm not going to have any period accurate currency. So, um, metals, precious metals are Mm -hmm. always good. That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. So, Evan, uh, Evan's looking to be one of the one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure with, uh, with, how inflation works it'll be worth a lot more at the time and yeah um anyway fistful of silver bullion uh can very easily just pawn that get some period currency i think i would bring a modern bicycle because bikes at the time really fucking sucked but i want like Mm. a way to get around and i don't know that there would be a supply of like gasoline uh the automobile Maybe was in an experimental phase at that point. Maybe somebody had some kind of automated something. But, you know, modern bicycle, uh, I would be a king on a modern bicycle in uh, in 1868. Third item. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'd go with the classic, uh, like, maybe I'd just... just bring uh like a history book about the period so i could make wacky uh predictions and have everyone be astonished <laughs> that would be great that would be great entertainment literally, i'm literally doing a biff you. you're doing yeah. a biff well i'm not gonna do it to like harm people i'm not gonna do it to become donald trump i'm just gonna mm-hmm. be like hey hey uh like in five days there's gonna be I don't know, a peasant revolt in Russia or something like that. And people are going to be like, no fucking way. How'd you know that? You die right. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
No, you'll just not- be you'll you'll just be on your bicycle. Like you'll just be the bicycle witch, and they'll be like, "There goes yeah. the bicycle witch." Yeah, I'll be the the very wealthy bicycle witch. <laughs> I think it'll. I think that's a recipe for a good time in yeah. the year uh, eighteen sixty eight. Em, are you ready, or do you want? Me yeah, to go? yeah. I definitely. I can go. I definitely had a little bit of a, a different immediate approach uh, thought because I was like, "What can I bring that will?" Cause some chaos so I can be a little bit of a ghoul mm, and mm. and introduce something to people. And I, I've always said whenever people have asked me, like, what would you bring back in time to, like, like astonish or scare, I guess, people? Uh, like, hot Cheetos. I just want to feed some hot Cheetos mm. and see how they re- react because I think they might die. Um, yeah, that would blow some minds. Yeah, so it would sure. blow some minds. Um, their their taste buds are not ready for that flavor town. Sure. Yeah. They, also, just the just the packaging would be kind of a marvel. Yeah, and yeah, they're like, what is that animal? And on the packaging, the colors, and they probably only eat like I don't know. What, I don't. What food do they Bo- eat back then? Boiled just potatoes. <laughs> just boiled yeah. potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, they're not ready for that flavor. Um, and I think the second thing I would bring. This is this is practical. My favorite activity is to sit, and I don't want to sit on their dirty floors, poop-covered floors, because they have horses back then, right? I don't know. Um, And there's poop everywhere. So I'm bringing a folding chair so I can just take a little sit whenever I want. Um, This is like a Girl Scout approach. I'm very into it. Yeah. I I just love sitting, and I know they don't have accessible seating, because... I feel like people just, like, died on the streets. Again, this is my lack of history knowledge. I'm just assuming things. It could be Pu- accurate. Public school education be. right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in in specifically London or New York, you're probably not wrong. Um, it was not a great time to live in a mm. really crowded city, and specifically if you're poor. I mean, it's never a great time to be poor, no matter where you are in history. But, uh, yeah, not a, not a great time to be packed into a big city if you're poor. So yeah, probably very dirty. Probably mm-hmm. some, probably some bodies occasionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for third, it depends. Is this like summertime in the city that I'm transporting back to? Because I want one of those mm-hmm. personal fans, so I could just sit in my little chair and have a fan on, <laughs> battery powered fan <laughs> with um, the little the, with the little water spray. Yeah, exactly. Like one of those soccer moms on the side of the field. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So I can just sit and and relax because it's going to be everybody's hot, everybody's sweaty. Oh, it's going to smell so bad. I haven't even thought about mm-hmm. the smell. Yeah. My three are, uh, we're going to start off a little wacky as well. Yeah. I would like to bring a Starfleet uniform that I can mm. occasionally change into <laughs> and, like, sure. and like be in the background of uh, some pictures. I don't mm-hmm. think cameras were widely available at this the time. is post civil war there were cameras in the civil war right right i think maybe you could pose is... for a painting <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah i'm not saying go. that I, i'm not saying it didn't exist i don't know exactly what date the camera became uh commonplace but i think if you've got 30 days you can find like the local camera haver yeah <laughs> the camera yeah take a picture wanna... of me I just want to get in the back of a couple pictures, maybe really freak some people out. Um, My second one's a little inappropriate, and and I I know nothing Mm -hmm. about you, so I'm very sorry if this is scandalous. But I'd bring, like, a safe sex kit 
Because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a time travel and get up to some shenanigans, and I don't want to use like old timey loot. <laughs> sure. Uh, is a is the, I don't know that a safe sex kit is a thing. I think that's multiple items. No, no, no. I, w- I would have like a prepper go bag. Like mm-hmm. if that, I'm pulling yeah. a Jack Harkness, I'm gonna have like a a prepper to go bag to get up to some old timey shenanigans, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna be one item for me. I'm fe- I'm feeling sure. like honestly that may even count as toiletries. Uh, maybe you could bring like one high tech sex toy. Okay, there we go. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, th- that's I think like you could, I think you could say like condoms and lube are like toiletries that you might ordinarily have in your toiletry bag. We'll I agree. have to double back with JV on this and get a to <laughs> yeah, figure we'll out have, we'll have JV. Yeah. what does she mean by toiletries exactly? Yeah, is, is, is yeah. condoms and lube fall under that umbrella? We'll, we'll have to. We'll check with the referee later. Uh, yeah, we're gonna say yeah. that's one item. <laughs> and then my third item, besides uh, a Starfleet uniform and uh, sexual shenanigans, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised no one else said this, but like my own fucking camera to like get some pictures of my time travel shit. Oh, oh smart! That's smart. smart. Yeah, I would have to. Smart. I would have to acquire a camera because all I have is my phone currently, and that would defo run out of batteries yeah. like, immediately. Uh, yeah. And everyone would be like, oh my god, your cosplay shit is so on point. Look at look at this Starfleet picture. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm famous now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, you just want to be famous. You also, just want to be yeah, famous, be famous. nowadays. Yeah. Uh, my last one gonna be famous. was going to be like a bullet with a bunch of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like Amazon employees' names on it, and I'd hunt down Jeff Bezos' ancestors. Ooh, spam. Mm. <laughs> hopefully, they are in New York and/or London. And yeah, you have a limited window. And hopefully, there's like resources for you to find out where they live. Oh, I take everything back. I'm bringing heist supplies, and I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, there you very- go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take everything back. Just heist supplies. Yeah, that's time appropriate. Gonna beat Nick Cage Take a little it. trip down to Philadelphia. Yeah, they didn't even have like security, security. cameras. Yeah, you, you could just do crimes back in the yeah, day. You yeah, you just get away pretty with sure, literally anything. Pretty sure before like 1900, that was just like in a filing cabinet someplace in like an 1800s <laughs> filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I I will say that I would definitely be in London. I would definitely be in London. My my, it would finally give me an opportunity to really use my Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've been really trying to hone for a long time. Let's hear that. Um, uh, the Cockney accent. Yeah. Uh, would you? Do you want to give me like a, a line read or something? Um, say Zach Stone is going to be famous. Um, core blimey, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Stone's going to be famous. That's pirate. That's I, yeah, pirate. Yeah, I was yeah, doing. Yeah, Whatever it's accent kind of pirates apparently had. In I, I shouldn't have let in with core blimey. <laughs> yeah. Oi, uh, was fishing on me boat. That's, we're just pirates now. Everybody's mm-hmm. a pirate now. Oi. 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 That's, I don't know. <laughs> you put me on this one. I'll, I'll, I'll drop random lines, random lines of what I intend to say in, in, in Cockney throughout the show. And it'll uh-huh. be a special little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, secret word kind of situation. Easter. Um, uh, Evan, what's this show about? What's this show? What's what do we watch? What is this show about? Good question. Um, so the show we watched is called Zack Stone is Gonna Be Famous. Um, we watched the first four episodes. The first one is creatively entitled Pilot, the second one 
is entitled Zach Stone is going to be a recording artist. The third one is entitled Zach Stone is going to get a makeover. The fourth one is entitled Zach Stone is going to make a sex tape. Uh, the whole premise of the show is that Zach Stone, who is a 17 or 18 year old young man, uh, decides to not go to college and to spend all of his personal savings uh, financing his own reality show starring him. So he has taken all of the money that he has saved and he has hired a camera crew to follow him everywhere. And the show is kind of framed as like unedited footage because there's bits frequently where he'll be like, cut, cut, and uh, mm-hmm. scene, and then just like go on to say something else. So, um, yeah, the first episode is it sets up this concept. It introduces Zach's family, which is him, his younger brother, Andy, his dad, who is Biff from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and his mom, who I do not recognize, and I don't think her name is is ever just mom. said in there. Yeah, yeah, he just calls them mom and dad. Um, so, fairly early on in the episode, I guess not to make it too grim, uh, the, one of his grandpa's, like, four ex-wives dies, mm-hmm. so it's, like, not really his grandma, so we don't, we, the audience, don't have to be that sad about it, <laughs> but they have to Throw a, they have to have a funeral. I shouldn't say throw a funeral. Zach, <laughs> Zach Stone perceives it as throwing a funeral, mm-hmm. but they, they, they have to set up a funeral for this woman who has died. Uh, Zach Stone decides that this is like a self promotion opportunity. So he spends a bunch of money on weird asinine shit for the funeral, like too many flowers and a big bag of glitter and stuff. <laughs> and, um, he prepares a speech, which his mom doesn't want him to give. And then uh, because of some scheduling issues, uh, they need to fill some time. And he's allowed to, like, say his little bit. And it's just him kind of ranting about whatever comes to mind. It's it's a Bo Burnham-like stand-up mm-hmm. bit that he does at the funeral, functionally. He just becomes Bo Burnham again. And is just, like, doing... <laughs> an awkward, weird, semi-musical stand-up uh, at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, episode two, Zach Stone is going to be a recording artist. Uh, he's, he's trying to come up with things to be famous for because at present, uh, just being a teenager on a reality show is not really uh, an attention grabber, he feels. So he's trying to explore different avenues of things to do to become famous. So uh, he decides he's going to form a band, but the band is specifically going to make ringtones. And it's just going to be a band that makes ringtones. And for this, he decides he must have a punk persona. (laughs) And so um, he goes to like a punk bar with uh, this... So there is a girl who was introduced in the first episode named Christy. Uh, she is like it, the, the sort of stereotypical popular girl in school. But when she realizes that Zach has this camera crew following him around for some reason, she uh, either is convinced that this is like a real show that is actually going to allow her to also be famous if she hangs around it 
or she's just like so vain that she wants to be filmed all the time uh which i mean zach stone is already that vain so this Mm -hmm. is a you know kind of kind of a direct corollary but yeah i don't know if she's actually like convinced that this is going to be a real show or not but anyway so she just like attaches herself to zach stone which is fine by him because he's obsessed with her uh so she's like sort of willing to hang out with him and like do favors for him and stuff because he's got this camera crew around him all the time and she just wants to be filmed all the time so she's got like some connections at this punk bar where they go to perform their ringtone music (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't go it doesn't go super great um it doesn't go great, but Zach no. learns a lesson. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure, he learns a lesson. Yeah. He learns a lesson. Uh, episode three, Zach Stone is going to get a makeover. Uh, Christy invites Zach to her party. Uh, again, not because she likes him, but because he's got a, a camera crew. Uh, and she's, like, super mega rich, clearly. She's got this fancy house. She's having a pool party for all of the, you know, beautiful teen people. And uh, Zach decides that he needs to, like, punch up his image to make a a good appearance at this party. So he gets a very bizarre haircut. He he steals a one of those, uh, like, cardboard cutout standee things from the blockbuster that his friend works at. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uses it as, like, his music. I think it's a 300. It's one of the yeah, Spartans from 300. Yeah, he, he gets a weird hair do and he buys an affliction t-shirt and uh he goes to a tanning salon and has them like paint muscle tone on him and then he turns up at this party and makes a an enormous fool of himself (laughs) and uh like slinks away embarrassed um he also has a female friend who has been present in these episodes who has just been kind of like a grounding influence who is like what the fuck are you doing like she seems to like him as a person but it's just like not responding positively to all this mm-hmm. weird stuff that he's doing she's at this party um when Zach was concerned about like his body image they went to a gym briefly and she reconnected with this friend who worked at the gym so like Zach Stone's friend and this random guy are kind of like developing a relationship now and Zach, although he is fixated on Christy is like kind of jealous about it and kind of still wants to hang out with, uh, Amy, Amy Amy is her name. Yes. Uh, episode four, Zach Stone is going to make a sex tape. Uh, Christy invites Zach on a date and sort of heavily implies that they're going to bang afterwards. So Zach spends most of the episode practicing and or (laughs) researching sex because he's never had sex before. So he makes a weird like sleeping bag (laughs) dummy and uh, like watches eight hours of porn and just uh, does a lot of like sex adjacent jokes. Mm -hmm. And, um, like they they are gonna have sex and then he like doesn't go through with it he just feels weird about it um so he like fires christy from his show because she gets upset that she didn't get to like be in a sex tape or whatever she didn't perceive it as a sex tape but they were filming like there were cameras in the room (laughs) 
So, yeah, it was a sex tape. But anyway, he, you know, he fires Christy from the show. And that's it. That's what goes on. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. It's four four episodes. Zach Stone. There's some uh, little nuances here and there that we will get into. But before we do that, you know, I got to ask it. Hey, Andy, that's me. That's you. We watched four episodes of MTV and Bo Burnham's Zach Stone is going to be famous. Uh, did they work for you? Barely, but okay. yes. Okay. This okay. is just to, to clarify. This is not a good show, <laughs> but I still enjoy it. So it's interesting. Working. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, hey, M. Yeah. We have watched four episodes of Bo Burnham uh, doing uh, the show. Zach Stone is going to be famous. Uh, did they work for you? You almost said Bo Burnham's going to be famous, didn't you? It doesn't matter what I was going to say. It matters what happened in the present. Extremely understandable. This show was early in his career, so essentially him making a show is going to get him more famous. So, yeah, it's kind of Bo Burnham's going to be famous. But these episodes, yeah, they they do work for me. I've watched this show a lot of times. Because they're so short and so easy to just get through for me. Um... And, I, you know, I will say very, and we'll probably get into this, this these are very 2013 episodes and very, <laughs> like, 2010s, and you can, every time I rewatch, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, I, I see this now. Um, but I I love this show. I think that MTV really, this, why was it on MTV? Don't really know why, because uh, it's a really a big show about making fun of reality TV. <laughs> but... I, I think it it's great as a, a kind of definitely in the, the path of Bo Burnham fame. So I'm happy he's still making comedy specials. So every time that happens, I can tell other people to watch it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Hey, hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. We watched four episodes of Zach Stone is going to be famous. Did they work for you? You know what? They did. Yeah. I, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of asterisks behind sure. that. We can get into mm-hmm. it later, but I will just say, yeah, fundamentally, at the end of the day, they yes, they did. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Andy, are you going to do the call and response thing? Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. How are you feeling about uh, about these? Four episodes of Zack Stone is going to be famous. Uh, well, I'm hearing the the you know the sentiment around the table um, mm-hmm. about you know yeah. not barely working, it totally working, it working with some asterisks. Uh, and I'm here to say uh, this show is 100% working. I have no notes. Uh, <laughs> I highly disagree with Andy that this is not a good show. I think this is a great show. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, perfect show, best show ever made. I will never feel like I need to uh, change (laughs) my opinion about that at any point, and certainly not during the next uh, uh, eight episodes of the show. Uh, Totally working, totally working for me. Um, Before we get into what is working, 
Uh, M, you were you were recommended to us by a friend of the show, Val Patron, mm-hmm. um, because you have a, 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 you know, a deep and an abiding connection with this show. Can you speak on that? Tell us a little bit about your history with Zack Stone. Yeah. So Zack Stone, I I actually didn't watch this show when it aired, but I watched it like a year after it came off, I think 2014 or 15. But I was upset because I was like, why did nobody tell me about the show? Because I liked Bo Burnham, you know, back when oh, Bo Burnham was a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, <laughs> I've always liked him. And also in 2013, when the show was on, he was on Vine and I was a huge fan of him on Vine. Um, so I was just so upset that I didn't know about this show after because I was like, this is a seamless, easy to watch, fun show. I think looking back, I still say a lot of the bits and the lines uh, to myself because I think that's also one of the strengths of this show is the bits uh, and the lines because there's some quotes that still make me laugh very hard. <laughs> um, but I was so upset that I didn't know about it. And I also... I looked at my Tumblr from 2013 archive because I wanted to do some research. I was watching MTV. I was watching another MTV show at that time, and I did not know about it. So uh, shame on MTV for not marketing this at all. Um, But I loved it. I have signed a petition for season two of Zack Stone. It's out there. Um, I think it has like 50 signatures. So me and the other 50 people are cheering each other on. Um, And I also think... Bo Burnham himself would laugh at that because I think in an interview for eighth grade, he said it was like him making a movie with a whole ploy for Zack Stone season two. Um, (laughs) So, yes, I I love the show and I, again, love taking every opportunity to tell people about it because it went so under the radar. I feel like not there's not that many people out there who have seen it. And. A lot of people are talking about Bo, Bo-, Bo Burnham, so they have. Come on. Of- yeah, I was just gonna Fun- say, come on, guys, get with it. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, Reno, we were watching this for free uh, on the internet, and literally, like two episodes in, suddenly all the episodes became unavailable, and I think it's because in the wake of um, Inside the mm. the new the new special on Netflix. I think people are scouring the internet for Bo Burnham content. Mm-hmm. So I think suddenly people were like, oh, there's a show. And yeah. somebody filed a, a, a copyright notice on it and got, so we had to just buy it on, on Amazon, like mm-hmm. midway through watching mm-hmm. episode three, all of the links just suddenly broke. Yeah, so uh, I think I gave, your wish. Oh. I gave my, my nine ninety five to Amazon <laughs> and Viacom and maybe Bo Burnham saw some of that money eventually. Um, Bo right Burnham, away. I would like to just hand you a ten dollar bill, <laughs> and you can just give me like I don't want to pay Daddy Jeff right, for any of that. Right. But anyway, yeah, um, just send me a zip file with all of the uh, the special <laughs> mm-hmm. features of Bo Burnham. But anyway, I think your wish is coming true. Was my point? M. I think suddenly people are like, yeah, demanding Bo Burnham content, and yeah. somebody is like, oh shit, this show is valuable. Actually, this show is viable. DMCA notice. DMCA notice. Yeah. No, it's ours. <laughs> that, that's so true. And actually, right before jumping on, I was myself scrolling on TikTok because I'm hip with the kids, and a uh, Zach Stone is famous uh, recommendation came up, you know, on my for you page, um, and that's. I think that probably speaks a little bit more to my algorithm knowing just too much about me, (laughs) just a little too much about me. But 
yeah, seeing it's really funny seeing all these Gen Z kids learn about him for the first time as well uh, is is a trip. Yeah, I like you, I grew up with Bo Burnham. Uh, mm-hmm. I graduated high school in 2010. And so uh, I was watching, uh, you know, his early YouTube stuff where he had center for fictional characters. Mm-hmm. My whole family thinks I'm gay, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, this came out in 2013. So it was my junior year of college. And being in college, I didn't have cable. So like, I just, I just missed this. And by the time I was done college and had cable again, it was canceled. Mm-hmm. So I like totally had no knowledge of this. His net, his first Netflix special came out in 2016, which I caught and loved. And then, you know, I've been keeping up with his career since then with, you know, his other specials mm-hmm. in eighth grade. And now his long break is done and inside came out and it's, fucking amazing Mm -hmm. so catching this piece of bo burnham that i didn't know existed has been really cool yeah i I just i had no idea this was a thing and it's been fun to like take this time machine back to 2013 yeah Yeah. uh, to segue that directly into likes i think the thing i like most about this show is being mentally and emotionally transported back to the zeitgeist yes. of the year 2013. <laughs> I also have always liked Bo Burnham. I think I discovered him in college. Like he and I are, Bo Burnham and I are apparently like exactly the same age. So he was like just getting famous while I was like doing school and just being a young person. So, like, yeah, I was very aware of him, was not aware of this show, but my God, watching this show is just like, wow. Remember when corporations were trying to, like, make YouTube, uh, like, a viable source (laughs) of, like, income and talent and stuff? I remember this is, like, the same year, maybe not exactly the same year, but it had to have been very close to when, uh, like, McDonald's had uh, a contract with Tabuscus <laughs> to be on the the TVs in the McDonald's doing content. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that guy, I don't know if you remember that guy. Uh, he's had some like yeah. sexual misconduct allegations against him, and you should not watch his content. Content. Uh, it sounds like they were pretty serious, and he's a pretty bad dude. Mm-hmm. But he was like a famous YouTube guy. At the time, and I remember going into a McDonald's and him being like on the TVs in the mm-hmm. McDonald's, and I was like, "What is happening? What <laughs> the internet? The internet is bleeding over into the real world." So that's exactly like the headspace that this show mm-hmm. lives in, like the internet bleeding over into the real world for kind of the first time, and the world not knowing how to deal with it. So it's like this weird blend of like making fun of pop culture at the time but also extremely uh uncritically being aware of like youtube shows Mm -hmm. you know like thinking like this is this is a a viable way to make a living it's it was just a weird time i mean Bo has always been someone who like has had a really interesting perspective on the internet because he grew up on it and 
started on it and got famous on it. And he's always had a very interesting relationship to his, like, fame. Mm -hmm. Like, even back in 2016, which was his first big special, uh, he did Art is Dead, which still fucking slaps. And he he has always been kind of, like, commenting on the strangeness of fame and the um, not really knowing how to relate to it. Like, he ended that special with mm-hmm. uh, We Know You? Was, was that the name of it? I think We Know You. Yeah. So, like, watching him just a few years earlier doing a show about a kid like aggressively trying to capture fame you can see him kind of commenting like even earlier on it and Mm -hmm. it's just very very interesting to uh, look at this relic it is fascinating to watch someone who uh whose like entire life experience has been being a content creator on the internet continue to be a content creator on the internet and make media about being a content creator mm-hmm. on the internet. And like very deliberately, I'm I'm not being critical. I'm not saying like, oh, the dude doesn't know anything else. And so he has no other wells to return to. I think his um like perspective of being a content creator on the internet just like continues to infinitely expand like one of those trick images where he's Mm -hmm. just like constantly reflecting a mirror back on himself and boy it is a Mm -hmm. fascinating fascinating process to watch yeah and that's such a a strength of this show is like this meta nature and just for like a little bit of context because i read about the show it was actually called for in 2010 but it wasn't it didn't air until 2013 or they signed a contract i don't know how how mtv does their business but they signed a contract back in 2010 so it did take a long time to kind of make or film and it was based on the fact that like 40 percent of high school seniors or there was a polling where 40 percent of high school seniors were saying that their dream like to when they grow up was to be famous, not to be like a doctor, not to be anything specific, but to be famous. So it's definitely about like l- taking a really interesting look about how we grew up with fame, especially as a YouTuber, because I grew up thinking like, oh, I if I just film myself and put it out on the Internet, maybe I'll achieve this like weird celebrity status. Like we all kind of have that weird dream of wanting to be famous, but not knowing what for, because <laughs> Not actually, like, looking at our skill sets and what we can do, but having that meta look on. We all, yeah, we all just want to be famous. And he is, this kid is taking that into action and kind of trying to manifest speaking it into an existence. Yeah, the show is such an exaggeration, of course, because it's Bo Burnham and it's, mm-hmm. it's very hyperbolic and everything. But, like, one of the things I enjoy and also am, like, unnerved by is how like startlingly relatable i find Mm -hmm. everything happening um like and mine is not the universal experience but um you know having uh been in high school and been you know kind of a hanger on to the cool quote-unquote cool kids and like kind of sacrificing a bit of myself in order to do that is like like you see that so hammered upon in this and it's just like mm-hmm. it, it, it's like i don't I, I i am i am like i said 
unnerved about it, but I certainly uh, just wanted to be famous. Like I, I came to that, to that, uh, to that uh, consideration, like long, long after it was like, like people had been doing it and yeah. long after it was like, Hey, you shouldn't actually want that. <laughs> but I was like, no, but I still do. I mm-hmm. still want that though. I still like guidance counselor, help me do this. This <laughs> is what I want. Um, and so like just every element of it, it's just like, haha, it's so funny. Bo Burnham is doing this like really over the top stuff. When you take it back, like two or three notches, it's like, Oh no, I was doing this exact stuff. And like, maybe not so sequentially and so like this week i'm doing this and this week i'm doing this but very much like i'm doing this exact action so that i can a appeal to this group of people who uh i think are my friends or appeal to maybe a larger audience out there who will definitely be my friends Mm -hmm. uh just just layers and layers of unhealthy is what it basically (laughs) comes down Mm -hmm. to I think it's really important that this takes place directly after he graduated high school, but before he goes to college. Sure. Because, like, who you are as a person there is completely transitional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, your high school identity, you are shedding your high school identity, and within the first month of college, you are going to adopt a new one. Mm-hmm. And that might continue to change through freshman year, and if you switch dorms, it might change again, and you might change your major three or four times, and like, it's such a transitionary period, and so Zach Stone running around saying, I'm not going to go to college, I'm going to become famous, I don't know what I'm going to become famous for, but I spent all of my money hiring this weird camera crew, (laughs) and we're just going for it, we're just going to film something till it sticks, is uh, very, like, they picked the perfect place to set it in mm-hmm. this character's life. One element that I like about this is that um, we, we, the audience, because we are watching a Bo Burnham project um, in the year 2021, which means we have some interest in Bo Burnham. Um, we are made to, to like Zach Stone because, mm-hmm. because he is Bo Burnham. The line, the line is very, very blurred. Um mm-hmm. All of the people who are foils to Bo Burnham, I still like them a lot because I understand that what they're going through is a ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, obstacle course of emotion and, and like, trying to wrap their head around this character. Um, even the, the, like, antagonist, as much as, as much as Christy is, like, is, what I'm saying is, I feel like everyone on the show, by this weird math, is likable. Like, there's not, like, Bo Burnham's Mm -hmm. character is unlikable, but because he's Bo Burnham, everyone's kind of like, it's Bo Burnham's comedy. We like him. Um, Like there's there's elements of it's like where it's like, oh, that's like, I don't love that you said that or did that. Mm -hmm. And that's a very like, you know, uh, retrospective look. But I think from just like watching it, there's all the characters are likable. I like I like the mom and dad. They seem Mm -hmm. like grounded and Biff. Biff, so so, and we just watched uh, Freaks and Geeks, which features Biff. Yeah, uh, and and <laughs> the poor man's name is not Biff, by the way. His name we, is Thomas something. Okay, but, Tom Wilson. But he's he's yeah. kind of Biff in our hearts. Well, he's no, fun. I know. I'm just like we keep referring to him as Biff, and I just feel like in uh, to do justice to the man, 
He does Tom not have the terrible if listen, name. If you've listened to our podcast this long and have been mad that we didn't call you Tom Wilson, we've been calling you Biff. Maybe you should not have been in a seminal uh, movie trilogy of the 80s. I, I can't control your career. Um, I just feel like I feel bad for anyone whose life is defined by a word like Biff. What, what does Biff stand for? Biff is a nickname, right? Who, what, what nickname is that? Like, where did that come from? Because Biff is just the most terrible mouthfeel having word. It's got to be better than Jaleel White being called Urkel his entire life. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. So he should be grateful. He should be grateful that it's not Urkel. Yeah. I do have a quick Uh, side note about Biff. Uh, I know his name's not Biff and I just said that again, but... It's the okay. Parents, we can call him Biff. I just wanted to vocally apologize yeah, the, at least once in here. The, I do want to just a li- funny side note that makes me laugh when I think about it. The parents in Zach Stone kind of look like his real parents. Bo Burnham's real parents. No, I've never seen his real parents. Okay, let me see if I can pop in. I can put in a picture in the chat. I think I have it on my desktop. I wish Biff was my dad. Not not Biff, not the Biff, because that's like oh, that's like the the plot of Back to the Future too. Um, well, I, I'll just wrap mine up in saying that like it's it's everyone is like likable because of this weird like the antagonist of the show is Zach Stone, and so everyone dealing with him is like oh, okay, we're 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 making it through. Um, and there's also the element that like. You can tell Bo Burnham is like really feeling this and enjoying it. Um, But like, I don't know how much the other actor, like, I don't know how much Biff is like, yes, I'm on board with this. This is going to revolutionize my career with the young people. Um, I don't I don't know how much that is. And that like plays into the actual show where everyone's just kind of like humoring, humoring Mm -hmm. him the whole time, which is like a real like snake eating its own tail just like where does it stop of like uh bo burnham making this commentary of like yeah watch how everyone just humors me and does the thing and everyone at the same time is just humoring bo burnham like in reality Mm -hmm. of like okay you do this weird mtv show bo i guess (laughs) i guess we'll just be on it with you uh i could definitely see in in bo burnham's parents them being the parents yeah there's like a vague resemblance for the mustache yeah it's definitely a vague resemblance resemblance but also really does speak to like i think bo burnham just plays himself you mentioned in the 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 beginning yeah yeah i I mean he so every we've been kind of remarking on this show like it's got some serious shit to say which i guess in some respects it does it is an absolutely absurd over the top Mm -hmm. like unrealistic ungrounded it aired on mtv in 2013 (laughs) yeah yeah so just to be clear like Bo Burnham is playing a version mm-hmm. of himself that is just like cranked up to fourteen mm-hmm. all the time, like yeah. just this bizarre, like out of touch, like kind of, uh, um, like kind of dumb with no like adult judgment skills version of Bo Burnham. And I'm sure Bo Burnham in real life is not at all like that, but he's like lampooning himself oh, almost. Yeah. There is a bit where Bo comes over to a group of popular guys and he uh, kind of mentions that this party he's going to is going to be, because now he's famous, it's going to be his coming out party. 
and they're like, oh, because you're gay. And this is, again, 2013, so gay is still very much used as, like, an insult. And he, like, Bo laughs, and he goes, haha, no, but, like, if I was, that wouldn't be a problem, right? And he, like, goes to, like, high-five, and they're like, you're gay, and walk away. And uh, I just so happened to listen to an interview with Bo today where he talked about... um they had asked him, like, you've talked a lot about homophobia in, like, your work and your acts, and you also, like, throw, uh, like, slurs around in your acts, and, like, how do you, like, what is that about? And uh, it was just very interesting here as hearing his insights on that, and then also this scene in this show that he made where, like, I wouldn't call it like a politically correct scene, but I also think it was handled really well. And like in my book, Bo Burnham is like the only straight guy that can say faggot. (laughs) Like he gets that award. He is the only person who's allowed Mm -hmm. to do it because even from his early work back in like 2011, you know, through 2016, through up to inside, like, Anytime he is talking about queer issues, I think it's actually handled well and mm-hmm. that he has a strong point. There's also a Hot Rod poster. <laughs> I, did, I did notice that. And I love Hot Rod. I love Hot Rod, too. Uh, there's, like, multiple Hot Rod posters. I think in the video store that his friend works at, I don't know. I think we've just gone in there a little bit and in his bedroom. So yeah. the writers or who whoever worked on it, someone there loves Hot Rod, which I fully support. Hot Rod is amazing. It's a work of pure art. Mm-hmm. When did yeah. Hot Rod come out? 2007. I was going to say it had to be really early yeah. because my friends and I were obsessed with it in high school. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, there's there's things like that that are like strung through that are very fun like hot rod posters and and posters in general and also um black tape over anything that could be misconstrued as like a a brand yeah uh, that is like a, yeah a thing that is like uh bomart m- mentions early when he's like taping over his brother's posters which is like we can't get the rights we can't afford the rights to it mm-hmm. and then like throughout every scene for the rest of the thing there's just like black tape over logos and products and things like that to the point where I think even in the gym when the um, uh, Robbie Amell character mm-hmm. uh, is coming up to uh, his friend Amy I, I'm not 100% sure about this I didn't go back and watch it but I think like in one cut he is just wearing like a Nike t-shirt and then like it cuts back to him and there is a black tape over his Nike logo on the t-shirt yeah there's actually um, there's actually like he's he uh, I almost said Bo, but Zach puts a piece of tape on it as he enters, as he when he comes in. He's like, That's "Nope, excellent. we can't." That's so good. Yep. Got to cover I all do, bases. Yeah. Well, like every face is covered with tape, like whether it's in a poster or like <laughs> yeah. a like whatever, like the um the the cardboard cutout, like the actor's <laughs> face. I don't know if it was uh um Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler. Yeah. or who or if it was some random other guy from uh 300 but like the face was taped over mm-hmm. as though that was like a a media property and also like I kept noticing that 
Like he was carrying a basketball at one point and the basketball had tape over it, like way more <laughs> tape than way more tape than it needed to cover like so the, good. I don't know, Wilson logo or what. Yeah, that's a volleyball. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Wilson makes basketballs. Um, yeah. OK, there's, nerd. There's... <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting bullied. Uh, the reverse of how I got bullied in high school. Um <laughs> Uh, there's also the the running joke of whenever they're he, he, the, the, I don't think we've mentioned um, the friend that works at the video, video store is Greg different from the friend Amy. Um, and every time they are like trying to, you know, do something, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make famous. There's a Wikipedia page open on his computer for like music or sex. <laughs> they've, been, they've been researching. I, uh, I did just, not notice. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's it's it's. <laughs> Just little, 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 little things here and there that are very, it's, it's, I, I don't know what to make of it, but it's, it's almost if this is a show that was made in like 2021, about 2010. That's how like mm-hmm. stereotypically 2010 this show is. And I know that is because it was made at that time with people who were like mm-hmm. very immersed in that culture. But still, it just feels like you would have to try to be this 2010, even in 2010. Mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the the positive things that like if you read people reviewing and a lot of people are reviewing it now because of inside um, but like a lot of people are saying it's so ahead of its time. But actually, I think the fact that it existed in in 2013 probably is to a, it's like a negative and a benefit in terms of like some of the jokes are a little dated, but it's a benefit in the fact that, you know, I think this was definitely a first time a lot of people are kind of getting into this meta, you know, mockumentary uh, type of show because other shows that were big at the time with like mockumentary styles were you know, Parks and Rec, Office, but the camera is always, like, pretty static. Um, And we only know about it when, like, Jim looks directly into the camera. But this show is about the cameras are the entire plot and the people are Mm -hmm. characters in the show. And we see more as the show goes on of, you know, even the, the operators having agency and, you know, deciding to film things that Zach probably wouldn't want them to film. Um, And that's how I love every time... Zach gives them direction. Yeah. So good. And parts of, we see them literally making a show, uh, making the show like, oh, am I in the shot? Or <laughs> are, are you guys getting this? And they're absolutely not. Um, it's. Well, it's, it's so smart because there's so many things where I, like, I see things and it's like, you could chalk that up to being like in any other show. It's like, oh, that's a blooper. Like mm-hmm. the tape wasn't on. And then later, but then you can just like, hand wave it away. I was like, no, 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 that, that was a point where they actually cut and, mm-hmm. and Zach did the thing. And then they cut back in. Like it is, it is totally just unreliable narrator through the entire thing through like, mm-hmm. because I don't know how this ends up, but I'm, you know, this show has to be edited and I wonder who does that. Um, but like all, all the way down, it's just like, it's such a, an interesting like choice to like, make it so easy to be like unprofessional mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah, and I I respectfully disagree with the ahead of its time comments. I think it is extremely (laughs) of its time. It is perhaps the most of its time thing that I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's made by Bo Burnham, and Bo Burnham's kind of signature thing is that he's like self-reflective and also Mm self-deprecating. So it is exactly the product of the years between 2010 and 2013. 
Um, It's just uh, a little bit more self-aware than the average show of that era. Yeah, definitely is. And of course, a show in 2013 about a person who's going going to become try to become famous is there's going to be a sex tape episode. Like, it's so like, ah, Mm -hmm. of course they went there, but also like. So descriptive of MTV wanting to be edgy, which is also another funny aspect of the show because Bo Burnham, the show is making fun of reality shows on MTV because of how fake they are. You know, the the narratives are so constructed and you see that with Zach going like trying to pretend that he was super cool in high school and then cutting and he was actually, you know, not only had a few friends. Haha, <laughs> I've had sex before. I've absolutely have <laughs> had sex before. And then there's like three scenes of him like googling the word sex yeah Yeah. (laughs) intently watching porn on his ipad (laughs) on his brother's ipad (laughs) as 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 much as as much as that episode was like weird and a little like i mean the whole the whole episode the whole show like screams of the very very 2010s like cringe comedy Mm -hmm. um which like i don't know if it's because it's bo burnham and like I trust Bo Burnham and like I'm putting my 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 life in your hands to not be like uncomfortable for your sake or because I have grown and matured. But I didn't I didn't feel as there were certainly things where I was like, this is meant to elicit cringe and it's kind of working. Um, But I didn't feel as as cringy about it as I may have back then, because, again, it was uh, a little too prescient uh, at the time. Mm -hmm. and I've, I've grown since then. But even in that episode um, where everyone's trying to be like, hey, Bo. Don't do this sex tape. Don't do this. Uh, there's like lots. And I know like Bo Burnham wrote this. And so, and again, I trust Bo Burnham. Um, but there's so many opportunities for it to be like moralistic of like, no, you should like have like you shouldn't have sex. Like you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And even like the big moment of like, no, like his friend comes and says like, no, you don't you don't want to do this. Like she doesn't even really like you. Da, da, da. It was just like. Hey, the first time I had sex, it was really bad and awkward, and I don't want that to be on camera for your sake. Like, it was just, like, very almost descriptive for, like, a teen audience of, like, hey, just just so you know, if you want to have sex, it's fine. That's great. Do your thing. But, like, it's going to be weird and bad. So, like, for your sake, maybe don't put it on the Internet. Um, I just thought that was, like, an interesting take in what is very often a, like, no, no, you've got to, like wait for the right person like uh on on these like teen shows it's definitely no more of of the story zach definitely doesn't have the the best morals but i think also that's that period of before you know after high school before um Mm -hmm. before college definitely fits anything else that we just uh love love loved about these episodes i like amy Amy's great. Amy's, Amy's like the straight man of the show. Like she's really like the the grounding influence. And she's not boring, but she's just like right. kind of well, a counterpoint to all this like really over the top absurd shit that Zach well, like, is doing. She she's not like a stick in the mud. She seems to be supporting like mm-hmm. Zach's endeavors and kind of like rooting for him. But also she has no problem calling Zach on his shit when he goes too far or is a selfish person or a bad friend. So she doesn't feel like 
kind of the stereotypical straight man stick in the mud mm-hmm. mom friend kind of character because she genuinely does believe in Zach and is rooting for him also and that's a that's a sh- tough balance to strike because Zach is a bit of a douche <laughs> mm-hmm. oh absolutely um yeah I just it, as much as like as, as part of what I was getting to earlier like Amy, Greg, like all these characters who are like in any other work would be like so milk toast, so like <laughs> absolutely nothing. Like they absolutely shine here mm-hmm. based on the contrast to like the over the top nature of what is going on next to them at all times. Mm-hmm. Anybody got any negatives? I so so as I said, the show is is perfect and and should never change. So I'm just gonna put my feet up at this point and let let y'all kind of talk about what is uh, not working here. Let Let's be honest with ourselves. It is a dumb show. Mm-hmm. Like it's very silly. It is not like an intellectual, uh, like story driven show. It's very silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's a critique. I guess, but. I also like I enjoy it. It's like junk food, you mm-hmm. know. It's it's easy to watch. Um it doesn't like make you think too hard mm-hmm. and it's uh I'm definitely I'm also definitely biased because I know who Bo Burnham grows up to become. Mm-hmm. Uh I've consumed his media in the modern era and I know that he turns out to be a good insightful dude. Uh, who, like, makes good, intelligent content. Like, Eighth Grade was a really excellent movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in every way that Zack Stone is not an excellent show, it's it's interesting because it, like, tackles this, well, very similar subject matter, but just sure. in, a, in a much more, like, heartfelt, mature, and, like, insightful mm-hmm. way in Eighth Grade. And this is, like, the proto- that this is sort of addressing the same thing, but in a very silly, like mm-hmm. MTV internet friendly way. So comparing it to Bo Burnham's later work is both good and bad in that I know he grows up to be like good and smart and insightful and like a good artist. So I can enjoy this show more because I don't have to have complicated feelings about the guy starring in it. Mm -hmm. But also, like, when you compare it to his later work, once he has matured a little bit, it does look silly by comparison. But I also think that, like, eighth grade was definitely trying to say something and definitely was. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm this is this is not like I don't like as much as Bo Burnham certainly had things to say his medium to do it is not necessarily like, yeah, I'm going to make this secretly high highfalutin intellectual. <laughs> this show, this is another positive, very much knows what it is. And very much mm-hmm. like the, probably the reason that it is on MTV is because it knows like, Hey, this is like the home of, uh, I, I like almost don't even want to say it because I don't want to compare it to this, but this is like where the Andy Milanakis show is from. Yeah. And this is like all of these like nitro wild- circus. Yeah. Jackass. <laughs> like this is where like all the, the real uh, wacky comedy goes. Um, and so like that certainly I'm sure gave him some freedom to like not make it so intellectual mm-hmm. um, and, and make it a little bit more just goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think it, 
it is not trying to do anything more than that. And if we are seeing more from it, I think it's like, hey, good for you. I'm glad you are you are getting more out mm-hmm. of this than I intended. But yeah. this is just straight off the walls. Yeah. And this I also is- understand like Bo Burnham made this when he was a teenager. You know, this it's and I agree with you, Ronnie. It's not trying to be intellectual. This mm-hmm. is not trying to be eighth grade. And I think it's fine that it's not trying to be. It's just uh it makes it clear how purely like silly and dumb this content is when you compare it to like what Bo Burnham becomes over time. And I think, I think it's impossible to not compare it to his other work Mm -hmm. because his other work does frequently talk about fame and internet culture and, Mm -hmm. you know, being young and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So it is hard to not compare, but yeah, this is a very, different piece of work from a very early time in his career. And I think Bo Burnham kind of wrote it expecting, or like, and he had a co-writer, creator, Dan, I'm forgetting his last name, but I think they wrote it. Lasagna, it it looked like? Damn, damn, (laughs) I'm sorry. as bad as Biff, but Dan (laughs) Lasagna, I'll I'll say. (laughs) So, yeah, I think they wrote it kind of thinking that it would not, you know, continue. I think they expected it to be a silly one season show you know especially going on mtv which kind of has yeah a terrible track record with scripted content because they're they're known for reality television and even like nowadays all they do is just play ridiculousness 24 7 like (laughs) this is they i think it's it's really nothing more than it is except you know comedy bits but that kind of does go into a negative for me of the show is some bits uh, just don't age well. I definitely think that people mm-hmm. would have found them funny in 2013 or when they were written in 2011 or 2012. But do I laugh at at them now? Like the first episode saying that Soldier Boy is illiterate? Like, mm, that's a yeah. stereotype, you know? That's not really... Yeah, it's not really going anywhere as a joke in... 2011 and i think you know bo burnham himself talks about it in his like new special about how he wrote offensive stuff and he said it and that's what he came came from in his youtube days of just like writing whatever and they definitely toned it down because this is a network tv and they can't even swear on this show it's bleeped um but there's definitely some some bits that yeah i i would be surprised if they made it to television now Yeah, that's a very good point. They brushed up against a rape joke in there. I it wasn't it certainly wasn't as bad as like many other mm. comedians of the time were kind of today. Making, I think I think sure. You know, yeah, no, that's rape totally jokes and rape culture is something that has uh sadly stuck stuck with a certain type of comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't I don't remember specifically what it was and like it was certainly not as bad as I have heard from other comedians, but I just like, ooh, I was like, yeah. this dude definitely would not say that now. The 18-year-old Bo Burnham would say yeah. that, but who adult Bo Burnham, that this is one of those things that Bo Burnham was talking about in the Hold Me Accountable song. Yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> there are kind of some bits just, yeah, tame, offensive because again, this is network TV, so there he's not gonna sing one of his like raunchy little songs. Um, <laughs> but there's definitely some bits that it's just like, 
Yeah, this would, yeah, it wouldn't make it to air if nowadays, and he wouldn't write it because, you know, if inside his new special, he he's definitely been introspective about his past work and well, not. Even, even in 2018, when he was doing like press tours for eighth grade and people would ask him about like past songs he wrote that are still on YouTube or uh, past specials, he'd be like, no, I, I, I disavowed in a heartbeat. Like, I'll disavow anything that hasn't aged well. And that's the nature of comedy. And that's the nature of putting your work on the internet is it exists forever. But some things don't age well. Mm -hmm. And when you mature as a person, you look back at it. Like you can either double down or you can say I was wrong and disavow it and like grow as a person. So uh, I think he would be quick to uh, say like, yeah, I was... uh, fucking dumb and shouldn't have said that uh, to mm-hmm. some of the bits in Zack Stone that don't age well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as long as we're still doing negatives, I hate the third episode. Don't like it. Too much cringe for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an awkward episode. It's it's real, real, real awkward. Mm-hmm. I, I noted that as well, I was just like, third episode, this is where it starts to get, it starts to get cringe. And it starts to get like, oh, you know, we're starting to get hard to watch. And I, that's probably attributed to them really wanting to characterize Zach as someone who's just so desperate to please, uh, but also super self-conscious at the same time. Uh, but it's hard to watch at points. Yeah, I thought the sex tape episode would be worse, but uh, I, I preferred the sex tape episode to Bo showing up to the pool party with a very bad spray tan and just like making an absolute dingus out mm-hmm. of himself. I, I gotta call him Zach. I keep calling him Bo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's the third one was uh, I, I did not laugh. I was just like the whole time yeah it was extremely cringy it was violently cringy (laughs) yeah it it it, i don't know why that one is more cringy for me than the previous episode because it's still like what's cringy about the pool party is it's like in front of an audience of people Mm -hmm. it's in front of a group of uh presumably Zach's peers um and you know it's it's he's he's like making himself the center of attention and it's the bad move um he's doing a similar thing in the punk club um and it it feels like the people in the punk club are like in on the bit which i mean they're all actors so it's like mm-hmm. it's none of this is like uh you know a a um, secret camera like ooh, these people didn't know they were being filmed none of it is that but part of me wonders with the the pool party episode if it was more of like a yeah just hang out and like eventually like some action's going to happen and you don't really know what it is like because it felt very like a little too real a little <laughs> too reacting to a absolutely ridiculous thing happening in real time um, that's that that to your point, Andy, is not funny, is not funny. And then and was important to not be funny so that no one, you know, cracked up and laughed. Um, but yeah, that that that. Yeah, I think that's a, a unanimous thing that that was a, a heavy cringe episode. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm sure we'll have more of those. I'm sure there will be more. <laughs> oh yeah, more cringe moments as the show goes on. I I I cringe the the I don't know. Cringe does not bother me in a way that it used to. Uh, you know, I'm 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 old. I'm an old man with with uh, responsibilities and stuff. So like the the deep seated like self esteem and and issues that like lead to like oh could you imagine me being in that scenario like don't don't hit as hard but uh, I was I was that I was that boy I was that boy once mm. I can I can feel it. Anything else that that just didn't didn't quite work. I, I yeah I think my my main complaints are just the the points that don't don't age well but I think mm-hmm. ultimately most of my complaints just go to the fact that it the f- the fact that it was on MTV was kind of just an inevitable demise for this show and sure. like I know MTV wanted to get something that would be hip with the kids and of course YouTubers are just so hip um in right. 2010 but a show that really exist to mock reality shows and other shows that are basically what MTV are known for. Like I think in 2013, they're coming off of the, the high that was uh, Jersey shore. So sure. <laughs> I think that it, it was just kind of not going to succeed on, on that network. And it didn't, it didn't succeed on that network because it, it yeah. got canceled before it even finished airing. So I think they like yeah. announced it bef- before they aired their final three episodes. So it isn't it isn't. I mean, it presumably MTV had to have seen the pilot, <laughs> um, which which also exists in a world where like Bo Burnham and everyone in this cast made this pilot. And we're just like, yeah, we're we're excited for this show to get picked up like <laughs> I, I, I am I am wildly uh, like curious about that process, but also like when you think about shows that are on MTV, it is like shows that like you can just like you said, with ridiculousness, you could just put on mm-hmm. at two in the afternoon and someone who's like stoned out of their mind can just like pop it on and not need to know anything else that's going on and just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, nod their head along and giggle a little bit. And as much as we've joked about that, this show does not really have anything really going on. I'm like shocked at how there is like between Bo Burnham stand up bits, a some kind of a narrative through line that they are somewhat uh, spinning through. And it's just it's it's you know, this is not like a show that like you could just slot in anywhere like any random episode and have it just like fill Mm -hmm. the space that, you know. Like you said, Jackass or or Jersey Shore, because even Jersey Shore, even though Jersey Shore is real life, any of those episodes stand on their own yeah. for the people who enjoy that kind of thing. And I don't necessarily know that this show does as much. Yeah, th- which is a good thing. I, I, it's a negative for MTV, but I think it's a good thing that like it's it's episodic. Things matter from episode to episode. Yeah, I mean, each episode has those like in the next episode or on the previous episode. Like right. bits, and I think if you're probably used to watching some other MTV content, yeah, you're gonna be like, "Oh, what?" Like, yeah. Last time on, <laughs> this is information you need to know to dive into. Mm-hmm. Zach Stone is gonna be famous. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch more. I'm super excited. I am too. Um, I know I said it's not a good show, 
but that it was working for me. And I, I stand by that. It is a silly, kind of pointless, kind of absurd show. Uh, like, I would not necessarily recommend this to uh, a coworker who asked me, like, oh, what's a good show you've covered on your podcast? I'd probably point them to, like, Kings or... I don't know, the quest. Right, uh, more of that highfalutin garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is really fun mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. And uh, besides episode three, I left a bunch. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to more of it. I am enjoying it. Uh, it is everything that it's trying to be and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, even if uh, it's, you know, it's popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say um, just quickly that some of my favorite lines or like bits and I mentioned that this, that's the strength of the show for me. Some of my favorite ones are in the following episodes. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing all of your your thoughts on, on after you guys finish watching some some bits that you really like or if they're a favorite bit that you really like. There's nothing we love more than hearing a guest who really connects with the show tell us that they're gonna like f- keep tabs on us. Oh, I, to, to, like, <laughs> I definitely will because we, yeah, I yeah. again I say I say some of the quotes to myself um, a lot, and I'm probably gonna. I just finished rewatching all of the show, and I'm gonna probably go through it again. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to to hear you guys as you you delve into Zach Stone is gonna be famous. I haven't watched Inside yet, and I'm trying to decide what is like the more jarring cultural experiences. If I like wait until I'm done, mm. Zach Stone is going to be famous, and then watch eighteen or uh, watch Inside, or if I like watch it in between two episodes of Zach Stone is going to be famous, and just give myself a nice little uh, cultural osmosis sandwich. Um, we'll see. We'll see what I decide to do. Em, it has been so so wonderful having you on. Uh, please tell the audience about your podcast and anything else you want to plug. Yeah, I, I mean, thank you guys so much for having me. I love talking about some TV. Um, but you can find uh, me on Twitter at Emily E.M. Smurphy. You got to take your middle school nickname and make it your brand. Um, and <laughs> my podcast is called Filling in the Blanks. It's a review podcast that I do with my dad while he lays on the couch and um, doesn't really pay attention to movies. So I help him essentially fill in blanks and remember what the movie that we just watched the night before is about. And they're like 15 minute episodes where we just quickly run through some some of the latest fun movies that we decided to watch the night before. Um, And that's at Filling Podcast. And yeah, I'm also I also do writing on on the side and I'm probably going to write a piece about comparing Zack Stone and Inside because they're so yes. different. So, I'm definitely looking forward to to hear when Ronnie when you watch Inside and mm-hmm. and how you compare the two. Right, how broken I become uh, yeah. as a person. Essentially, mm-hmm. essentially. I love I like your podcast sounds so 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 wholesome and so wonderful and I'm so excited <laughs> to dive into that more. That sounds like a an almost a Zach Stone experience of you just kind of like, hey, we're doing a podcast, Dad. We're doing a podcast, and and him yeah. just kind of casually being like, all right, oh yeah, that that's really what it is. That's excellent. <laughs> that's so good. We'll check 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 out more uh, uh, from M on Twitter and and check out more of, of filling in the blanks. Very excited to hear more of that. 
Andy is going to be famous <gasps> by joining the Master Daters Twitch stream uh, the Friday after this airs. So if you downloaded this on Thursday, or if it came out late on Friday, tune in Friday night to uh, Twitch stream Master Daters. I'm going to be playing Monster Prom with some people, <laughs> and I'm going to uh, fuck a Dracula or something. I don't know <laughs> how that game works or anything about Twitch, so it could be a train wreck, but... Very excited. Check that out, Andy. Very excited. I always ask it. I support you. I support you in your quest to fuck a Dracula. Yeah, I'm going to fuck a Dracula. It's going to be great. I think. Uh, Besides that, Uh, you can hear uh, more from us uh, by checking out patreon.com slash WTM radio. We are a podcast network combining the talents of ending pending Force Friends Rewatch and Fan Fiction is Good, actually, and an upcoming podcast from Ronnie about musical theater, which it's it's definitely coming, I promise. Um, <laughs> you can find out more on uh, wheretheymade.com or, like I said, patreon.com slash WTM radio. Um, we had a, a, a fantastic bit at the top from JV uh, at the $5 level. You can You can submit a bit. And you can uh, pay money to us so that you can also help us create content. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at pending pod. Uh, and that's it. Tweet at us. Let us know what shows you want us to cover. Uh, this was a, 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 a sneaky, sneaky audience suggestion that, that brought uh, Zach Stone and M to us. So we are <laughs> nothing if not extremely malleable. Uh, when it comes to show <laughs> suggestions. So so send those our way. Pending pod uh, at pending pod on Twitter. Uh, once again, thank you so much, M, for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. Andy, how, how do we end these episodes off? How we end the podcast is we're never going to do Firefly. Never. Oh, retro. Oh, re- yeah, yeah. Throwback. Throwback to 2013. <laughs> we're never doing Firefly. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Bad man. Bad man just just piss pants. <laughs> Where they may radio.